You are now listening to The Good NBA Podcast, a podcast by Next Season Sports Media. So if you haven't seen A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, you absolutely just need to go out or go in and see it because I didn't leave my house. I got to watch it. It was a extremely just fantastic movie. Uh, what are your thoughts? I agree a thousand percent, Drew. I did not know we were going to start the podcast off with A Quiet Place 2, <laughs> but I have to say very suspenseful. Uh, and I loved it the whole way through. Saw an IMAX. Wow. So I imagine I was watching it on my couch, so very safe place at home, and I was still like (laughs) edge of my seat, like for ninety percent of the movie. Absolutely. I can't imagine what IMAX was like. Don't want to spoil too much, uh, but it's just one of the most breathless movies you'll see. You're just literally holding your breath the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Probably the best scary movie I've seen in a long time. I think I got to give it the edge over part one. Oh, over part one. I, I liked it that much. Uh, I have some minor problems with it. I'll say that over part one, but very good. Very good. Great movie. If you have not seen A Quiet Place Part Two, uh, check it out. Uh, that is a good basketball podcast official review we're putting our stamp of approval on that uh thank you to paramount plus for sponsoring this episode uh absolutely see us uh, reviewing space jam next week yes next week in movie corner it will be uh space jam uh, a new legacy starring lebron james bugs bunny daffy duck and the gang but um yeah welcome in to the good nba podcast I'm your host, Drew Wade. As always, Brendan Swam is with me. How have you been since our last episode? Drew, I've been good. We've been working, we've been training, and we've been watching a lot of basketball, uh, getting ready for the podcast. Yes, sir. Basketball, it, there's not that much to watch right now, obviously, because it's just the finals and uh, Team USA. But uh, there's still, you know, we when it's this little, you can really like get into the nitty-gritty, you know? Yeah, it's kind of fun. Everyone's watching the same games, and so the reactions you see uh, from, you know, like like the game five, uh, the Bucks win, and that, like the Giannis dunk. You just see oh, him everywhere. Goodness. Yeah. So, and let's uh, get into the, it. Yeah. Speaking of Giannis, that you, uh, the first episode that we did of this show, you talked about a good hedge for if you didn't want to bet the Suns to win the series. Uh you talked about a good hedge being Giannis winning finals MVP. That bet, it's looking pretty good right now. It is looking pretty good. We definitely should have put money on both. That would have been an automatic winner. Yeah, obviously. Like, I don't know why we didn't. Like, they're both over 100 odds. Like, you bet the same amount on both, you're guaranteed to come out ahead. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't. We didn't listen to our own advice. Hopefully, somebody did. But you just got to. You know, in this game, you just got to learn how to take your punches and learn and grow and become better. And I still count it as a do. winner. 
I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's still that's still a good bet. That's still a good bet, and yeah, there'll be more. Absolutely a great bet. So next time you come up with one of those, I'm just going to rush right over to an unspecified sports book since we don't have a sponsor in that area yet uh, and place a bet. No sponsors other than Paramount Plus. Other than Paramount Plus. Thank you to Paramount <laughs> Plus. Uh, make sure to go watch A Quiet Place Part 2. You can get a seven-day free trial. Uh, that's the only reason I was able to watch the movie for free. <laughs> so shout out to Paramount Plus. <laughs> anyway. Let's let's get into some some Bucks Suns. Um, so game four. Yeah, game four. We left uh, talking. The Suns were up two one, and uh, Milwaukee kind of had a dominant physical win in game three. And it was, you know, yes. uh, we were a little nervous about it. Uh, you kind of switched your bet to Suns in seven. I kept Suns in five. Uh, Sorry and to say that that is no longer possible. <laughs> not even close to possible. <laughs> uh, and it was all because of, I mean, 17 turnovers by the Suns in Game Four. Oh yeah, turnover battle was deeply in the Bucks' favor. I think it was 17 to five. Yeah, because it was crazy. Because the Suns shot the ball well, they shot the ball better than the Bucks, um, but they still end up losing. And yeah, the thing about all those turnovers was like. Yeah, they shot the ball well, but the Suns shot the ball uh, 78 times total, I think, whereas the Bucks shot it 97 times. So even with a lesser <laughs> percentage, the Bucks able to come out on top. That's a tough differential to still win the game. And yeah. the fact that they were still in it so close says a lot about like Milwaukee's free throw shooting uh, and stuff like that. Middleton, though, was phenomenal in that game. Yeah, Gotta man, say. He wasn't, he wasn't the hero that Milwaukee deserved but he was the hero that they needed. The hero we all needed to make this a <laughs> competitive series. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny. We were talking about that Kendrick Perkins take, and now that take is everywhere. Yeah, I was well, yeah, I was like, what an idiot. I can't believe he said that. But then Chris came out game four and just absolutely looked like Batman. So Yeah, and you know sure what? enough. Good job. It's still, still been dismissed too. Uh you know, most reasonable people, but you know, yeah. people say it wasn't dismissed by Giannis though in the press conference when he's talking about Middleton. And I gotta yeah. say, he's he's very insightful. True. I did. I didn't catch that conference. What did he? What was he saying? He was just talking about uh, basically their legacies and how you know they should just grow off of each other and play together for their careers. Yeah, that's and, cool. I I like to see. Uh, that's cool to hear. I, I'm glad he has that kind of view whereas like most of the rest of the world is looking at him as like the guy there and the other two are just tagging along so it's cool to see him have that perspective of you know these are my guys i got with me and we're all growing together and you know he also put up 26 and 14 that game and so yeah just you know whatever 26 and 14 no big deal 26 and 14 only 10 points from chris paul too i don't know if you saw that yeah 10 points and five turnovers so not quite the point god in that one. Uh, it was a rough game, and obviously it showed with that final result. But even still, with Chris Paul playing that poorly, uh, the Suns were up nine. Uh, I think yeah. late. I think in the fourth quarter they were up nine. And then yeah, the Bucks just put together that run, and man, that's all she wrote. 
absolutely. They fall. It was crazy. I did not expect them to come all the way back. I, I catch these games at work and I'm serving tables. It's kind of running around and you kind of see the scores. It goes on, you know, catch a few yeah. possessions. Uh, and then you go home and watch it. And, but like while I was working, it was just, I was losing my mind because I had the sons in five and I'm thinking I'm, you know, a genius out here. Yeah. Like, why did no one predict this? And then sure <laughs> enough, the score just dwindles down and I actually had a bet with a coworker on that game, Drew. Yeah. And the loser had to give the winner a dollar that they signed. So rough. Oh man. That could be <laughs> worth a lot after our brand blows up. It could be. It could be. So your coworker might have just got the deal of a lifetime right there. <laughs> He's a great guy. Shout out to Mike. Shout out Mike. I don't know you, Mike, but shout out Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> side note: Tell your friends about the podcast, uh, so eventually Brendan doesn't have to watch the games at work anymore, and he can just watch the games for work. Anyway, back into the game. <laughs> back into the game. Um, in that in that last stretch in the fourth quarter, with like a minute twenty five left, was you know the moment uh, that Giannis block on Aiton on that lob. Holy cow. Uh, Absolutely. Second best block in finals history, I think. Uh, (laughs) What do you think about that? I I agree with that take because there's only one number one, and that's uh, LeBron in 16. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's game seven. Chased him all the way down the floor. Like, I don't think you're ever going to see a defensive play like that again. But Yeah. But this one was still great. Still great. Great play by Giannis. Kind of his type of play, too. So, you know, that, that'll kind of be what the history books show about Giannis. When you go back and watch the highlights, like, that'll be pretty true to him. He's just long as hell, and he got in the lane, got in the way. Yeah, that was incredible defensive play. Not, I don't think 10 guys in the league right now could make that play. He's just, no way. I mean, that's why he's the Greek freak. Like, he's literally just a freak of nature being able to do stuff like that. Um, it's true. We, I feel like people have stopped calling him that. They have. I know. People have been like down on Giannis recently. Like, oh, all he does is run and dunk the ball. Like, dude, uh, he won two MVPs in a row. He's dominating in the finals right now. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't have the best jumper in the world, but does it matter? Like, are you watching what he's doing? <laughs> right. And it's such a such a worker, too. You know, how can you hate yeah. this guy? But he's literally just out there given every ounce that he has. Like you can tell he gets gassed and obviously uh, maybe a little bit of that knee injury has something to do with that. Him getting a little more tired than he might usually, but he's out there given everything that he has. And I don't know. I, I definitely have appre- grown to appreciate him even more throughout this series. Uh, I'm sure I would be a huge Giannis hater had we played them in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> but luckily, That would have been interesting. Uh, yes, definitely. But, you know, he's been amazing and well on his way to Finals MVP. Uh, I think we'll, we'll get into more of a prediction later. I just have a couple more tidbits from Game 4. Uh, Drew Holiday, 4 for 20 from the floor. Yikes. Yeah, not great. Not great, but, not great. I mean... <laughs> Still Drew Holiday, so he's still a plus defender. And yes, the defense definitely was still there. Yeah. But I, it was fun watching him uh, against Booker, though. It has been in the series. Yeah. 
Yes. Like when he gets Booker on him, he really just tries to like maul him and just go to the rim. Yeah, and this is this was in game five that I noticed, but late in game five, Booker was actually playing some pretty great defense, I thought. Yeah. Hustle so, at least. He's working hard. Yeah. So that's something that usually doesn't get talked about with him, I feel like, you know, he's obviously an offensive juggernaut, but you know, he's he plays hard on D de- he's been playing very hard on defense as well. Yeah, and that playoff defense is, I mean, so important, especially for the Suns right now. Because if you're Booker, you're going to be guarding somebody that can score right. most of the time with Chris Paul on the court, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then Booker also, uh, he had 42 points in game four and no threes made. I thought that was super interesting. That is interesting. That kind of goes off of our stat we talked about in the last episode. Where he hasn't made many threes. Yeah, he hasn't been great shooting the three this series, but I mean, he put put up 42 in game four anyway, so. <laughs> a lot if, of points. Uh, if, I feel like if he does that, if Chris Paul would have had like a like mediocre game, they would have been coming away 3-1 going yeah. to game five, but that just obviously was not in the cards. Yeah, well, and Aiden only had six points as well. So, oh yeah, he was also he had yeah. a ton oh, of There's a lot of Jay before, Crowder in that game. Yeah, Jay Crowder is he he's really stepped it up since uh we kind of bashed on him in the I never did, like, Jay. The early series. Uh <laughs> <laughs> maybe that one step back three, but it was funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Come on. He's gotta laugh at himself for that one, I think. But, <laughs> he's always mad at himself game, when he misses when he runs up the court. Right. <laughs> Since game one, he's uh he's shot fifty seven percent from three point range. So I don't know. He I think he probably also is an avid listener to the podcast. So after game one, we were like, oh, he didn't score any points hardly. He was like, okay, but so he's been hot from three since then. Yeah, we talked, and you know, you and I Jay. mean, he, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, we go way back <laughs> being Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. No, but but I mean, he has to hear the noise you know, come from everybody. And, and he is a, he's one of those bets now that's been there, done that in the finals. So yeah, can't be the loser the one in the twice in a row. Yeah. So okay. Okay. So we have game four, uh, the bucks do win. And then in game five, drew, uh, the Suns have, or no, the bucks have a lead, a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. And it just dwindles away. Yep. Like unbelievable performances from Giannis Middleton and Holiday in that game. Like truly yeah, like a big three. three. They were all three on that game. That's like a that's a rare showing for the Bucks because usually if like Chris or Drew is on, the other one is definitely not on. So uh they all played great in that one. Uh, we talked about we just talked about Holiday it was four for twenty. Uh, from the floor in game four. In game five, just in the first half, he was eight for 11 for 18 points. Wow. He he really stepped it up after game four. And and they actually had a bad uh, first half, too. The Suns yeah, did dude, jump ahead. First, first quarter, the Suns were up 16 after the first quarter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Huge... Huge early comeback by the Bucks. The Bucks actually led at halftime, so they had a big second quarter. They're up by like three or five, something like that, at halftime. So unfortunately, that means that we didn't have a halftime 
comeback win or else that would have been a free taco for the entire country. But um, wow. my hot take is this. Uh, Bucks will be ahead at halftime, game six. Suns will come back and win. Everybody gets a free taco. That's my take. Uh, we, don't, that's, we don't have to get take. We still got. <laughs> we still got plenty to talk about. Game five. Uh, what did you see from the Suns late in that game as they tried to mount that comeback? Uh, from the Suns, it was honestly pretty good three point shooting that brought them back in the game. Uh, I mean, they were down six. They brought it down to three. Had the chance with Giannis at the line, and he blew it. Yep. You remember that, Drew? Um, I do, yeah. <laughs> and so they come down, or was it four? Well, they come down, shoot a three, they're down one. Yep. Uh, Bucks get the possession again. They completely blow it, like basically yeah. a shot clock violation. I think, th- is this when you're talking about, is Devin Booker have the ball coming back the other way? Yep, coming back the other yeah. way. Suns go to Booker, of course, right? Down one, just need a bucket or a foul. Get to the line, Devin Booker. They go PJ Tucker on him, and it's kind of too much. He can't really get a shot up, and Drew Holiday just rips him. Yoink. A career-defining play uh, from Drew Holiday. Like, truly, if they win the series, uh, he'll be remembered as a completely different player than he was at the start of the season. Absolutely. So we can remember the 4 for 20 game four. Nobody will remember the 4-for-20 game four, absolutely, or any of the Pelicans' years. <laughs> uh, and so he runs down with the ball after, throws a, a lob to Giannis, uh, a questionable oh, foul by Chris Paul, too, on that one, because you still are down three, Yep. right? So why yep. are you fouling if you're Chris Paul uh, there? What are you doing there, man? Come on. Because he's right underneath the basket, he's not going to stop. He's not going to outjump Giannis. So I get it if you're like a big guy and you're going to go up and you know just tackle him basically, like a try and get the coverage sack, you know, coverage interception. But no, Uh, he he goes for the two hand push, and Giannis just dunks over him. Yeah, Giannis is like, oh, is that what was that? Is that like an ant that just landed on me? Right. (laughs) Is that Cliff Paul? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Cliff Paul just put his hands on me. What happened? And so, um, but get this: the Suns still in it because Giannis blows the free throw. Yep. But they get the offensive board, and that's basically game over at that yeah. point. But it was a crazy final minute. It absolutely was, and that game like ends up being like classic finals game, like. Best of the series so far, I would say, probably. Yeah, um, definitely. This will really be a game fun. that people watch for years on those YouTube rewinds. Yeah. Actually, game four and five both have been like, were like super good games. Game four, neither of the teams had a double digit lead the whole game. And then game five, yeah. you know, both teams just, have pretty good comebacks uh, within the game. So, and just a great, great final minute. It just goes back and forth. Um, and so with that being said, Drew, the Bucks have won three straight games and they're up three two and they play on yeah, Tuesday. That, for the title. Crazy because after the first two games, you're like, oh, the Bucks were competitive, but I don't know. This could get out of hand kind of quick. Honestly. And all of a sudden they just rattle off three in a row and they look like they have a stranglehold. 
Absolutely. They just look like the the bigger team. They look a lot more physical and they yeah. can just handle these long series. I and the Suns honestly look a little defeated. I'm a little worried. Yeah, they do. I mean, I don't know if they have the fight in them, you know, to kind of overcome this adversity they're facing right now cuz I feel like they're kind of cruising after the first two games like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. We got this. And then they just kind of got hit in the mouth by the Bucks and I just, I guess we'll see uh, Tuesday night if they'll be able to rebound from that. Yeah, and they're and they're trying. I mean, Chris Paul is you know hard fouling defenders at the rim still. You know, he did have that other yeah. foul on Giannis uh, that we didn't talk about, where he just you know stole the ball and his both of his arms at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> but they just don't have the physicality, I think, to keep up with them. Yeah, and losing Sarich has turned out to be huge. Yeah, I was gonna say the injuries that they're having to face. You know, like, well, the shoe is it's on the other foot now because like they've been the team that's been playing the injury plague teams in these playoffs, and um, they're having to deal with a little bit of that themselves now. Granted, losing Sarich isn't as big of a deal as losing, you know, like Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard, but still. I mean, obviously, it's having a huge impact on the way they're playing the game. Yeah, huge impact. Um, because this team just doesn't have the physicality, it seems. Um, so I suggest going forward, if they don't play more Tory Craig in less campaign, they're going to lose. I'll say that Thank right you. now. Okay. Have you called Monty? Uh, you know, I was thinking about. I think I'm just going to text Jay, and he'll. You okay. Know, yeah. Yeah, he'll talk for me. Relay the message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the that's probably the way to go. Probably the easier move. Uh that being said, Drew, uh we did have a weird experience. Uh, and this does relate to the Suns because of Chris Paul being uh the NBA bowler. Um <laughs> can we take a second to talk about our scores? Yeah, absolutely. So we both went bowling this weekend. If I'm not mistaken yeah didn't know yesterday right yes where did you go did we go to the same place uh i went to uh striking star uh the smyrna one gosh smyrna one oh okay got you no i went to uh strike and spare at the stones river mall got you okay got you yep yep so you said you played two games uh told people how you did uh, pretty amazing on the first game. Not gonna lie, for uh, just a regular person, a one sixty three. Pretty happy with that. That's hot. Yeah, uh, double strike the last frame. Oh, okay. Yep. Like, was really feeling it. Uh, next game, I bowl a ninety eight. Oh man, what happened? What changed? Well, the pressure got to me of like the individual game at mm. the bowling alley. Uh, yep. My friend Christian, we, it was a tight game, and I just couldn't put a strike on the board. Oh, and uh, get this, Drew, I hit the spare to tie up the game or be down one, essentially, with the final frame. You know what I mean? I get an extra shot, basically. Yep. Bowling. Yep. I hit one pin to tie on the oh next shot. Gosh, no. So it just ended in a tie? So it ended in a tie. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Couldn't have gone worse, honestly. Couldn't have gone worse. Have a 97 just with an open frame just to hit 
two. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, and that's I, really I lose in the bowl off that we do. No. Uh, yeah. And the fact that it's, like, just below 100, too. Because I feel like if you get over 100, that's, like, at least... I got over 100. I mean, that's something, but... Uh, right, right. That's that's so tough, man. As, as a man, I feel like I have to bowl over 100. Yeah. Might, lose, <laughs> might be losing uh, the man card. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, so 163, oh. Drew. I knew you were um, a professional middle school bowler. Yes. Yeah, my glory days back in eighth grade. Uh, I was on the, the bowling team at Rockville High School. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> my, my highest score ever on the bowling team was like 188. So. You were almost there, just as some guy off the street. So you're almost as good as a middle school bowling team guy. So wow. That's pretty that's Really pretty getting impressive. there. <laughs> but uh, yesterday, only got to play one game. Uh, but I finished with a 144. Not too bad. Uh, pretty I good. Beat, I beat everybody that I was with, which was, you know, like my 13-year-old sister and my eight-year-old brother <laughs> absolutely also, also my, also my wife and my dad and stepmom so yep there you go it was a good feeling didn't get to finish the second game only bowled like three frames because we only paid for an hour so yeah it was a good time good to get, back to get that there. second game in. yeah next time i go definitely gonna be speed bowling have less than six people on the right lane. try and get right a little better <laughs> But yeah, that was uh, that was, that was the bowling segment. <laughs> I had to throw it in there uh, real quick after we talked yeah, about like, game six. Drew, homage to or game five. Uh, homage to Chris Paul. You know, he he really is a good bowler, Drew. I don't know if you've done that homework I told you about. I haven't. I just took your word for it. I, you could have just been straight up lying, and I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I guess he's a good bowler." Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, tune into the next segment where I just start making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to Jay Crowder about that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, one more one more thing before we move on from uh I guess games four and five in the finals. Uh I want you to see if you can guess who has the most and the second most three pointers made in this series. Oh, most and second most? Yes. I'm going Chris Middleton. For most. Okay. Chris Middleton for most. Okay. Who do you think has second most? The second most? You know how bad I want to say Jay Crowder right now? How bad? I'm going to say it. Okay. So you're going Chris Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder? Yeah. So, number one, Jay Crowder. Oh. I believe it's (laughs) you. He's knocked down now. Number two? (laughs) Pat Connaughton. Oh, that that's crazy. Second most three-pointers in the series so far. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pat Connaughton has the second most threes? What's Chris Paul shooting from 30? That's interesting. I, I don't know. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, that is not who I would have picked at all. Yeah, me either. Uh, but here wow. we are. <laughs> that is the facts. <laughs> Hey, Pat Connaughton is a really good player. Um, somebody I've never even heard of him before the Nets series. I gotta be honest. Really? 
Yes. He's, he's been... Yeah, he's been one of those guys I, they've talked about uh, for a little bit on the Bucks. Okay, gotcha. So thanks. Yeah, they they like him. He's like their... He's their Joe Ingles. Gotcha. He he doesn't normally play as much, though, right? Is he playing more because DiVincenzo's out? I mean, playing, a, yes, more, but he's been like a strong rotational player for them for a little bit here. Okay. A couple, year, couple years now. Enough, enough bucks during the regular season. Yeah. he He's a player that like is definitely streaky with the shot. He had a point, I remember, like two years ago where he like wouldn't shoot, and that was a thing people talked about. And then he, like, I remember watching him the next year, and he was, like, pulling him, like, as soon as he caught it. So, wow. definitely trying to be, like, a good shooter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, th- I figured he was probably, like, a shooter, like, whenever I first started, like, noticing him. And then, like, sometimes I would just see him shoot, and it would just be way off. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this guy's not a shooter. I don't know. Yeah. What this more is. more like, a, like a big body white guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. He's all. really good on the offensive boards too. I've noticed. Yeah, so. yeah. One of those guys. Good defender. But yeah, shout out to Jay Crowder and Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Wow. But, but you know, when are we gonna start talking about Bobby Portis for MVP of the series? He's just been everywhere he needs to be. Honestly, <laughs> he has been. Uh, I mean, he's a he's an effort player for sure. Yeah, definitely. So then, and when they go small. Uh, he's been a good, you know, backup center. There was actually a point where they played no backup center though. Did you, did you see that, Drew, with Pat Connington? And Giannis. Did they? Yeah. Um, and so Bobby Portis, good player, but I don't think he he found a nice role against this team. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But he's been there to knock down threes when they need it. He battles for second chance points. So yeah, he's got scary eyes. Yes, I'd be <laughs> terrified if I had to play against Bobby Portis. Yes, like, me too. Keep my eyes on the ground. Like, I don't accidentally look this guy in the face. Right. Like, he'll be cursed or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like Medusa. <laughs> For sure. Man. But yeah, shout out Jay. Shout out Pat. One and two. <laughs> and shout out Bobby Portis. Shout out Bobby Portis for um, sure. So we got game six, Drew. Uh, game you six. predicted uh, a Doritos Locos Tacos victory for the Suns. Yes, sir. Suns are going to be down at half. They're going to come back and win. Send it to game seven like we all want. Yeah, we need a game seven in this world right now. We do. Um, uh, Team USA doesn't, though, because they need to get them players over quick, Drew. Team, because yeah, they're kind of floundering. USA, they're big Bucks fans. Uh Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, for those who are not listening tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have to think the only player that's not is Keldon Johnson. Uh, yeah. Who just got the role on the team uh, after Bradley Beal, uh, for reasons I don't know about, and Kevin Love for being trash have been replaced from TBSA. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they try to say Kevin Love didn't want to play, I guess, but. I think they're like, all right, dude, you gotta, you gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> what are you still doing over here? They're gonna keep killing you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and so they replaced him with Javale, who got a DNP uh, in his last game against Spain, the one game they could have played, and Keldon Johnson, 
who is a Popovich guy, but really brings a lot of muscle to this team. Mm-hmm. And he scores 15 points to be second on the team in scoring against Spain in his first game, Drew. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge pickup then. I mean, shoot, he's battling for that spot. He, he really is. He's just a big body physical player. He's finishing inside. Uh, this Team USA team is kind of small. So yeah. they kind of needed somebody like him that's going to battle down there and just win them possessions because that's kind of been our thing. We've always had like Westbrook and all these players that just fight you. And yeah. so it's good to have good to have another guy that'll you know throw a punch if we need uh, backup. <laughs> and JaVale too. I mean, I feel like he'd punch somebody for sure. Definitely. I mean, he doesn't care. <laughs> He'll literally punch somebody. <laughs> I think. So last time we talked about Team USA, this was after they lost to Nigeria, before the game against Australia. And we were talking about, uh, if you lose this game, it's going to be a little scary. You might start to panic a little bit. Uh, and I said Matisse Thibault was going to be hounding them on defense. Sure enough, Matisse Thibault had a block against Kevin Durant, was hounding Team USA the whole time. Team Australia became the second team in a row to beat Team USA. Uh, when's the last yeah. time we saw this? Team USA losing, dropping two straight in oh, basketball. Wow. Come on. I don't, I don't have the numbers for you, Drew. I, don't I can't either, think of a time. I, if I had to guess, it had to be a while ago. <laughs> this might be a low for our country. Uh, yeah. But that being said, uh, we talked about them needing to panic. And they may have panicked correctly. Yes. There's definitely a correct way to panic and an incorrect way to panic. Uh, But good panic, led by Greg Popovich, so not too surprising that they panicked in a good way. Yeah, and it's a scrimmage. So at the end of the day, Patty Mills may be Steph Curry uh, for Australia, but we'll see what he does in the actual tournament. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this team manager. Yeah. Me too. A little, a little worried about um, Team USA. Uh, they might need to call LeBron over and be like, please come save us. <laughs> we, we know you're 36, but we need you. <laughs> I'm 36. <laughs> I'm 36. Oh, you saw that? He met, the, yeah. he met Mark, the, Phillips. Mark Phillips. Yeah, the, oh, dude, that's so cool for Mark Phillips. That is really cool. Um, they seem really cool, though, all the RCD guys. So, yeah. That's them. They're winning right now in the world because they just won a dodgeball tournament. As well, oh yeah, saw that. Yeah, it was like a like a, I don't know if it was just YouTubers or what, but I watched the highlights to see how they did, and they did win. And Mark Phillips turns out he's a beast at dodgeball. Wow, not surprised, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that being said, it would be great promotion for Space Jam if LeBron goes and saves Team USA. Yeah, seriously. Get more people to watch that movie of questionable uh, quality. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so Team USA wins. I haven't seen it yet, Drew. So we'll talk about that on Movie Corner for Paramount next week. Yes, yeah, next week. <laughs> but Team USA wins against us or loses against Australia, uh, beats Argentina and forty-four-year-old Luis Scola, who we talked about last time. And then yeah. they go play Spain, who is the ranked number two team in the world and you know who still plays for spain Drew? who's that Gasol. and not only does he Gasol. not only does he play there was a moment in that game 
where Spain had a free throw and Pau Gasol was the only person on the block for them to get like an offensive board. The USA has two guys on the block, which is kind of weird. Um, don't know if that's an international thing or what, but <laughs> they go two on one basically against Pau Gasol and he put back dunks on that play. No way. Yes, Pau Gasol. Like, that's embarrassing for team. It is. It is. <laughs> like 90 years old. Yeah, I agree. And so I was very worried when I saw that happen. Um, and like Marcus was giving him buckets too, because I mean, let's be honest, these dudes are kind of short in team USA. Yeah. I mean, like Abadot or Bam Adebayo is your backup center. You're like six, seven down there. Not a ton of size there. Definitely. Uh, not at all. So look at going forward, definitely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I was really worried about him. But then we had Kelton Johnson come in, and I mean, he scored. He got a block in his first defensive possession of the game, Drew, which is pretty cool. And then he scores ten points in the third quarter and fifteen in the game to be the second leading scorer. And I'm kind of like, okay, you know, if we can figure this out a little bit, get some hustle guys in with these stars, we'll be all right. He is not throwing away his shot. Uh, he's uh, looking to make himself look good. Doing a good yeah. job at it. I mean, yeah. who knows if we win that game without him? I mean, honestly. <laughs> looking uh, looking forward. With Kevin Love for, in that spot? Oh, man. I don't know. Get Kevin Love. <laughs> get him out of here. Oh, man. I've seen him linked in trade l- rumors to the Sixers. I'm like, oh, please, no. <laughs> like oh, I love please. it. Okay, so let's let's think about this. So you decide to keep Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Is that how you get? And you're like, no, we'll just get Kevin Love and Ben Simmons. And that's oh, how boy, we win. does that sound like <laughs> a good product to watch out on the basketball court. Or if you're the Cavs, are you sure you do Ben Simmons for Kevin Love straight up? Uh, if you have any brain cells and the Sixers <laughs> offer you Ben Simmons for Kevin Love straight up, uh, you just dive right in, I'm sure. <laughs> Can you imagine know. them not doing that? How old is Kevin Love? He's like 42. Not really, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he's 30. So, 30-something. 30. And then Ben Simmons is 24. He's the same class as Westbrook. All-star. Oh, that's, you know, actually, that's kind of surprising. I would have thought he was older than Westbrook. I guess it's yeah. just the big white guy factor just makes him seem older. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, Jokic is like 24. <laughs> yeah, but he definitely looks like at least 30. Like <laughs> At least 30. <laughs> yeah. All right, looking, looking forward for Team USA, they... Game start done with the uh, next Wednesday. Yes. So that's that's the real deal. July 25th at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So for us, at <laughs> yeah. 7 a.m., uh, the U.S. will be playing France. Yeah, what gets um, the highlights? Do we? Do you know anybody that plays for France? Anybody that plays for France? Uh, Nick Batum plays for France. Batum? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of French-sounding names that I know from the NBA. I know Tony Parker used to be like the staple. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. know he was playing not too long ago, so maybe he's playing. I mean, if Luis Scola's still playing for Argentina, then who knows? Uh, and maybe that Nuggets point guard. 
but he also might be from Spain. I guess I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was Italian. Compazzo. Oh, that actually does sound really Italian. Compazzo. But I don't know. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you would know Drew just by looking yeah. at him, whether he was yeah, a brother like, or not. Oh, that guy looks like one of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm actually I'll be awake. I'll be at work already when that game starts. So maybe I'll be watching that game at work. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, we got to get ready for our offseason shows, Drew. Uh, but I think we'll find a way to make them very fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's still I mean, there's still a ton to talk about even when there's not games going on. And especially I expect I expect there to be a lot of movement this offseason. You know, we've talked about Ben Simmons a lot, obviously. Uh, there's still those rumors swirling about Dame. So that's just, that's rumors, trade stuff to talk about just for our two teams. So yeah. imagine the entire NBA. And we'll get into free agent stuff. You know, we can talk about Kawhi when that comes around because I think he's got that fifth year player option coming up this year. Or not fifth Absolutely. year, but player option. Right. So that'll be something good to talk about. I mean, it's gonna be a good off season. We'll we'll do the old top ten point guards in the league, yeah, for an episode. For sure. You know, go down the list, uh, make it work. This is a good one, Drew. I agree. I mean, it's only gonna get better from here. So, if you're so listening keep- and you're like, "Hey, these episodes have been getting better," uh, just keep tuning in, and that'll keep being true. You, next week you're gonna be like there's no way they could have done better again and we will surprise you absolutely uh, and we still have the best intro music in basketball podcasts so yeah. I mean that's not even a question at this point I have a friend that texted me and said it was a bop so there you go we're doing good on that shout out to uh, funky trap sax is the name of that track <laughs> uh, I'll have to I'll have to get the creator uh, I'll have to get his name. It's escaping me right now. But next episode, yeah. he's going to be getting a shout out for sure. Um, Absolutely. Anything else you need to uh, promote going forward? Oh, just just going to shout out Craig for another great episode uh, that he's put together. Yes, thank you, Craig. Pro- Producer Craig. And uh, just another shout out to uh, Select Flight Invite, the tournament I will be playing at this weekend. So if you catch me in the next episode, uh, sounding out of breath, that that will be the case. I'm gonna be a little tired. All right, you're gonna come. He's gonna come right off the field, right onto the recording floor. So excited to have that going on. <laughs> yeah, um, six hour drive. I was, I was. Ooh, that's rough. Where's the tournament? Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Okay. At least you're going during the summer. I remember playing a tournament in Ohio in college and it was freezing and that was not a fun time. That's true. Ohio, not they get pretty good summers, honestly. Not too hot. So, so I was thinking actually if the if the Suns win tomorrow, I think we might try to squeeze in another episode before game seven, just because game seven, you know, that's exciting. Uh yeah. Hype leading up to that. I'm I'm all in, Drew. So let's do it. Cool. So, so go look forward to two episodes. Yeah, yeah. For the big games. That's true. This could be our last episode. Yep, yeah, for Game Seven. So 
So we'll put one more in before. Yeah, absolutely. When the Suns win, and Chris Paul won't let me down one more time. Yes. When the Suns win after coming back from being down at halftime. And we can all go get our tacos and then meet up and record the pod. So That sounds like a perfect day to me. That sounds great. I, I'll get Craig in on it. You know that. Yes, Craig. I know Craig's a big Doritos Locos taco guy. So <laughs> he'll be in on that for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll go off the recording schedule a little bit. Our plan is to just normally keep doing what we're doing and release Monday night slash Tuesday morning. Uh, so be on the lookout for weekly releases from us. Uh, in that same vein, our partner podcast here at next season sports media NFL is going to be dropping uh, every Wednesday uh, from here on out. So We've already dropped one episode this off season. Dropped last week. It was about the uh, AFC and NFC North, the outlook for those two divisions. And, nice. Uh, yep. So, and um, tomorrow we will be recording about the AFC and NFC East. That'll be dropping this Wednesday. So, keep a lookout for that. Um, just, nice. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that AFC West episode. Oh yeah. We saved the West for Bass for last. Dang it, I, had, <laughs> I screwed that up. I had it. Uh, that was. I felt like that was good. I had a good line there. It just came to me, and then I just the execution wasn't there. <laughs> I'm upset. But, <laughs> but yeah, Jacob, my co-host on that show, is a Broncos fan. Brandon here is a Chargers fan. So AFC West should get a little spicy here at next season sports media. It really will. Shout out, shout out Herbert better than Mahomes. Better than Mahomes. That's hmm. we, we'll see, homer. I guess. <laughs> Pure Homer. You will see. Through. You know, I think if I remember correctly, I didn't think you were that excited about Herbert at first <laughs> last season. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% correct. Um, but as a true fan does, I'm bought in to this year. It's a whole different story. I've seen what he can do. He needs to grow the hair back out because, you know, that may be the source of his power. Wait, shout out. I like Justin Herbert. Um, I mean, I watched him in that Oregon game in the college. Uh, what was the bowl game? I don't know. But he went like three OTs and had a great game. So. Yep, so Justin Herbert, great hair back out. Herbert Talk. <laughs> Herbert Talk. This has been Herbert Talk here on the Good NBA Podcast. Um, hey, they're, they're not here. Jay told me everyone else shuts it off at 30 minutes, so we'll be out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thank you for that insight, Jay. Uh, this, is, this has been the Good NBA Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please share this show with your friends that like the NBA. Share this show with your friends that don't like the NBA. Uh, we think we're doing a good job. Uh, let us know if you think so, too. Or if you don't think so, what could we be doing better? What would you like to hear? Uh, just, But, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to tune in for our next episode, whether that be uh, next week or before Game 7. So... Uh, I'm Drew Wade, as always, for my co-host, Brendan Swan. We will see you next time.
I don't have anything witty to say later. Oh, time. man. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs>